0: Matt Liner, and you're listening to Reign of Troy Radio. Reign of Troy hotline. Alicia? Michael? What's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Bob
1: Connolly for this? Could I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Get Michael Castillo on phone. <laughs> claw up against the wall. Can't explain that what I'm feeling right now, guys. Oh, I can't
2: believe. <laughs> USD is 5 and 7 and not going to a poll.
0: Oh. All right, Trojan fans. Turn up the volume. It's time. Time for Reign of Troy Radio. Here's your host, Michael Castillo.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reign of Troy Radio. This is the car cast after USC's 41-14 demolition. The Arizona Wildcats at the Coliseum. We are going to react to the game, give you our first thoughts, and so much more. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Reign of Troy. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Reign of Troy. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Google Play, and Spreaker. Our bonus episodes are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Reign of Troy. Email address, Reign of Troy at and our phone number is 213-373-1USC, USC, Second, a What's burn burn show. show. I'm your host, Michael Castillo. Joining along with my co-host, here in the Reign of Troy studio in Los Angeles, Alicia D'Aretola. Hello, everybody. Hello, Alicia. If you were told before the game that USC would sack Khalil Tate six times and have seven sacks in this game, what would you have said?
2: I would have said, uh, wow. What if you were told? I don't believe it.
1: What if you were told that Khalil Tate was going to rush for negative
2: 27 rushing yards? That I would not have believed. And
1: and then what if you were told? Even better. That that SC was going to win this game 41 to 14?
2: Yeah, that I would have believed.
1: You would have believed that?
2: Yes. Straight up, you would have believed that? Straight up, I would have believed that. Well, I woke up. I woke up. I have have proof. I was too much of a coward to put this on public Twitter, uh, but I do have proof uh, receipts of our DM group with THT and in the Slack channel that I told people I woke up this morning, Saturday morning. Well, it's now Sunday morning. You
1: thought they were going to drop 50.
2: I said I'm very confident USC is going to drop 50. I was wrong about that, but the spirit of my prediction is kind of true
1: in what sense we're talking about the 14 that's shocking not the 41
2: for me it's the 41
1: <laughs> <laughs> the 41 is more shocking it's, than the 14 it's that
2: usc won the game 41 to 14 that's
1: fair yeah Wh- which is yeah which is the surprise here and then what if you were told that Keenan-Kristen would not only get in the game, but have two touchdowns and be USC's leading rusher.
2: Yeah, that I wouldn't have believed.
1: Yeah, me That I have. would have said, what? Hey, hey huh? if you would have said that in the middle of the second quarter, you'd have been like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this is very true. What?
2: This this whole game, though. If you
1: would have said that in the beginning of the third quarter, you'd have been like, huh? What?
2: What, <laughs> what a turn. I mean, that's the funny thing is like the, the fourth quarter turn of events where Keenan-Kristen is like the player of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude. He was Halfway through the third quarter, we weren't even talking about Keenan Kristen. and then, bam, there he is. Yeah, it was such a weird game. Uh,
1: I, I I talked to you on the, on our walk back to, uh, to the car. This is before we got in the car. Sorry, sorry Keely. Yeah, sorry, Keely. Um, before we got in the car, so it's not a sorry, not sorry. Yeah, it's like a walk, a walk cast, a walk cast. Yeah, yeah. It would be a walk cast. I I, I said, how how medium is USC? Very medium. That the even the blowout wins can feel deflating when USC blows out Arizona. They win by, you know, 27 points, and which is always what you want to do. You want to beat these teams that you feel like USC is more talented than. You want to beat them by 27 points at home. Yeah, that's what you want to do. But then to have six injuries...
2: Six injuries, six that, significant injuries that
1: Clay Helton called major, significant, whatever word he used in the press conference to Talanoa Hufanga, Drake Jackson, uh, all of them significant. The, the the McLean brothers.
2: Yeah. What a what a what a Stephen night Carr, for Ma- Yeah, I, I feel bad for the McLeans. Not going to lie.
1: Yeah, to have both your kids go down. Yeah, like that?
2: yeah, that's rough. That's rough.
1: And both of them look really serious. Oh, both too. of
2: them very serious. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah, not not good. Uh, Stephen Carr comes up gimpy with a hamstring. Marquis Step comes up gimpy with an ankle, and, and then in the that weird point in the third quarter where SC's winning this game seventeen to nothing.
2: It, it's a game where it just the, the entire game just felt blah to me. Right, like. Am I I imagining that? I think we've said in multiple places that the game deserved to be on the Pac-12 network. Yeah. Like, it was the only place for it. It was not. It was was not a pretty game. It was such a weird... Okay, this game was what last year's game in Arizona should have been. Because, like, my memory of that game was also like, oh, USC's up 24 to nothing. They don't look particularly good. Arizona looks worse than USC looks good. But this is what you do to bad teams, so just right. roll with it. And
1: SC didn't put their foot on their throat. Uh, Tonight they did. Yes, that, that was the and difference. that's
2: the difference. Right. that that My big takeaway from this is, uh, as ugly as it was, as much as you paid a cost in terms of the injuries... Uh, as, as much as I don't think it tells us that much about the rest of the season. But if nothing else, USC put their foot on the throat of an opponent and pulled away and won a game the way that they should be winning games, which is 41 to 14.
1: Yeah, I- exactly. But w- we're at that point in the th- third quarter. It's 17 to nothing, which at the time feels like a really blah 17. Yeah, uh, because SD's offense has not been consistent. They really weren't consistent. At all until the fourth quarter when Arizona's defense was definitely worn down at that point And the offensive yeah. line was able to get a lot of push for
2: Keenan-Kristen. Did you, did you feel like the offense was coher- c- coherent? Because um, Ke- uh, Keaton Slovis, his numbers come out pretty okay, the, pretty the good. Num-
1: all the offensive numbers look good. Really. But like I, you, like If you look at the numbers, you pull up the stat book that I'm looking at. Essie gained 448 yards. Uh, 200 of that was on the ground. The
2: numbers look like you're good. fine with them.
1: The 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 they were over fifty or what was it forty six percent on third on down. On third like, downs, which ev- is fine. Yeah, things look good in the numbers, but, It just didn't bear out because they started the game with four, three and outs yeah. against a, an off a defense that was one hundred twenty sixth in the nation in allowing for. I mean, enforcing three and outs. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and that's what was like. It was weird to me because uh, being on the field uh, on the sidelines, it's. It, it's disorienting. It's it's hard to get a real grasp of like what's actually going on. So I'm sitting there, sort of taking my pictures and trying to keep track of the game. And I'm going like, man, like is Keaton is he off today? Like Keaton, uh, he, he the offense doesn't doesn't look super coherent. Um, the receivers were dropping passes. The offensive line was missing blocks. Uh, Keaton was getting pressured. It just the the run game was the same old inconsistent kind of things. And, you know, I I was sitting there going like, man, is is this just the same? Is this just the same offense? Like that's why I highlight the 41 points, because like this felt like, okay well, here we go with USC. They're going to score 27 and they're not going to score any more than that. um And like, but it was weird because I don't think that they were bad. Like, did they look bad at any point, or did they? Ju- I mean, it was they look just... bad
1: in the first quarter when they had the f- the four three and outs, yeah. But I mean, o- outside of that, it's it's not that USC's offense was bad. It was just it was unremarkable.
2: Unremarkable, yeah. Th-
1: there were there was nothing in this game. what well, was very outside of you know Keenan Christian, which I'm trying to get to. We keep derailing here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but o- outside of what Keenan Christian did tonight, like it, it didn't feel like there was anything really otherworldly about this offense. It's very pedestrian. But I think it's a testament to how the offense functions that you can put a, a very pedestrian night out there and you look at the numbers and the numbers are good. And and that's why, like, you know, our friend Saman Jabari from Travel H Thursdays has said, you look at the numbers and SC was like 11th in s and plus offense. yeah That's because the offense is that much more efficient, even if it's been frustrating at times. Even if they went to a third string quarterback in Matt Fink, who is clearly not as good as Keaton Slovis at this point. Even even with the, the the struggles at Washington and all that stuff, the offense has been efficient. The offense has gotten first downs. The offense has done all these stuff, even when it feels like sometimes. by the eye test, it's not there.
2: Well, because the eye test is is judging points. It's it's judging points, and it and which you look at the defense, and we
1: talk about how the the eye test and the stats of the defense don't match up either. But anyways, let's talk about the third quarter, seventeen to nothing. USC leads. It doesn't feel like a dominant 17 nothing, but it also doesn't feel like SC's remotely in jeopardy because Arizona's doing nothing. Bad. Nothing. Yeah. This was bad Khalil Tate. By
2: that point, it was like, oh, it's bad Khalil Tate. Yes.
1: And it very much felt like last year's game where Arizona just seemed like they had nothing nothing in the tank. Nothing. Yeah. Right? And so. Marquis Step, who is already the the one hundred percent feature back of this game because Stephen Carr has come up gimpy, Marquis Step gets gimpy down the sideline, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, Vi's hurt, Carr's hurt, now Step is hurt. And the
2: worst thing about Step, what do you do? Well, just to I know I'm derailing you again, but like the Step getting hurt thing was. Along the string of Drake Jackson, Talano Havanga had already gone down. Drake Jackson had already gone down. Um, Rector
1: didn't play. Rector didn't play. Abdul Malik
2: McClain had just gotten injured a second before. Uh, So, like, the whole, it felt like a tidal wave of, like, wow, what's the next thing that's going to go wrong? And then your talisman, you're the one guy that everyone's super enthusiastic about, Marquis Stepp comes up and you just immediately see him like stop and sort of bend over and it's like, oh, he can't, he can't move. He can't put, you know, he, his ankle or something like that on his foot is hurt. And it's just right. immediately like, oh, this is not good. No, not good. And
1: so in comes, and I'm thinking, oh, is this keenan Christian time? We both said over on the, yeah. over under 1.5 Christian touches. Is this it? Is this the time to get the over? No, they bring in Quincy Giute. Uh A lot of people on Twitter very upset about this. I don't understand the 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 getting upset point. You don't. You do not want to play Keenan Chris. You only have four games to use him. You do not want to play him until you know you need to play him. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how serious Marquis Stepp's injury was
2: because um, Step. Step tried later on too. Yeah. To, he he to, ran to go in.
1: sprints multiple times, and he just wasn't able to keep going. Yeah, and so they bring in Quincy Junty. He fumbles on his first snap, unfortunately. Which him.
2: okay, which again, I think that it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback here and sort of hindsight and all that kind of stuff. If I'm USC's coaches and I'm explaining my reasoning for putting Quincy Junty in there, aside from the fact that you don't want to throw Kaden Kristen in if you don't have to. Quincy Junty has been a, a guy that they like uh, as far as the walk-ons are concerned. Uh, he's a guy who's been around the program. Like, they're, they, they are, I think they would have told you before he went in, yeah, we're, we've got 100% faith in, in Quincy. And then Quincy goes in like, fumbles, and that's not something you can predict as a coach. Like, that's not something that you go in going like, oh, well, if we put this walk-on in, he's going to fumble. Like, no, I think it was perfectly reasonable to put him in in that context... He's like the James Toland. Yeah, he was literally the new James Toland, 1,000%. And it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And they rectified that situation later. But, like, I'm not... Of all of the decisions that they've made, again, I'm not... If Keenan Christen is the one that they hand the ball to there and he fumbles, then everyone's losing their freaking minds because, well, you put the true freshman out there and he fumbled. Like, well, yeah, but, again, that's... Uh, it's a hard it's hard to predict how these things will go like right. and, and i then, don't blame them for that decision yeah, at neither all
1: do I. and because like i said if you only have four games to use him uh you you don't want to use him unless you need need to use him and then they realize that oh no Marquise steps probably not going to keep playing in this game and so you have to use him and boy did he look good eight carries 103 yeah. yards two touchdowns of 55 and 30 yards the 55 yarder was incredible because as soon as he gets through the hole, I'm like, he has a hole, he can go, he, he can get some yards on this. But I'm looking ahead, I'm like, I, can he get around that safety? And then you just keep seeing him gather, get more speed, more speed, more. He's like Tyreek Hill running through that thing. So that was seen a faster person.
2: That one was fun because I was on the sideline that he was going towards. And my angle was basically the whole way he was running straight to my camera um, because he was a, he made his turn up the sideline when he got to me. Uh, I was probably at the 10 or the 15 yard line. And so the whole time I've I've got an eye on him as soon as he hits the hole. So like my my cam my the shot progression of that whole thing is basically just like Ken and Kristen just in the same framing the whole way. Closer, 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 closer. And I remember sitting there, like, you know, focusing in on him, thinking, like, where's the defense? Because I can't see the safety because I've obviously got tunnel vision on him. And I'm like, where the heck? Like, where is everybody? This dude's gone. He's just gone. So, like, from my perspective, it was like, he's gone because I could see him picking up speed real quick. And then when he turns in front of me, then it's like, oh, there's a defender there. But by then he was... Dude's just it was fast. It was like
1: watching Reggie against Fresno State. Yeah. Which is like, once he got in the clear, he was gone. You're
2: gone, yeah. What, yeah, you just know he's gone. Yeah, and and that, on the second one, too, it was like that, too, because then you see him just break clear. Once he gets into full stride, no one's catching him. Yeah. No one's catching him. Not no, not getting close.
1: Yep. Yeah, and boy, can, I, can, I, I, I think you, you look to the future, you look to next year, and you oof. think, what is USC's backfield gonna look like when you have Mark you know, for for all we've said that this te- this is not a young team and Clay Elton's calling this a young team is not right, um not accurate. At the same point, the Keen- young talent. Keenan Kristen, Marquis Stepp, and Keenan Slovis all have looked good in-, in their time. I mean relatively small sample size. Uh Keaton Slovis has only played four games. Uh, keenan Kristen has only played 20 minutes eight
2: eight carries <laughs>
1: eight <laughs> carries Marquis step has been you know in and out the of, of the rotation given given how, a hand, how, just
2: a handful of games though right and honest. and so
1: like all of this is a relatively small sample size but it shows you that there's talent on this offense obviously going forward we obviously know that sc recruits great uh at least until the season uh and so you look at the future you're like what can those guys do? In this offense, the talent on offense, the the how they complement each other. Step and some Kristen, thunder and
2: lightning in there. It's
1: very thunder and lightning when Carr and Vi are very similar. Nothing wrong with that, but it is enticing to see what a USC backfield can look like with two completely different guys as the two sort of featured backs. If they end up being that tandem next year, who knows? Maybe, maybe Stephen Carr's back. You never know.
2: Yeah, I mean the future looks extremely bright for USC. Uh the one thing I do <laughs> I I don't want to be that person but I'm going to be that person because we know what the narrative's going to be, right, Michael? I mean we we already know what the narrative is. How could they not have given Keenan Christian time on the field before today? It's like, guys, okay, hang on. I would like to point out Keenan Kristen is extremely fast and extremely exciting, and it's going to be fun to see him get his opportunities. But Wait, like
1: hold on, are you talking about extremely fast and extremely exciting guys? I, I can give you one. Dom Davis down the sideline. Yes.
2: Well, it's funny you bring that up though, because who did Dom Davis down the sideline? If I'm using that as a verb.
1: Who did he who did he down the sideline? Who did the, who did, he down the sideline to Arizona.
2: Yes. And who did uh, two hundred fifty thousand yards every time he played Arizona? Sedware, who I love, Sedware, but Ari- like
1: Arizona. And and who did who did who did Ronald Jones set the freshman rushing record against
2: Arizona? Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Keenan Christian broke off two long touchdown runs against a tired Arizona team. That is very bad. Um, no offense, defensively. no offense to Arizona, but they were very bad uh, defensively. And so, like, I think he's super exciting. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, this doesn't change the equation for USC's uh, ro- running rotation going forward, so long as guys are healthy. Which um, Stephen Carr has a hamstring injury, so I'm guessing he won't be available on Friday. Against Colorado. Vi Malapéa, we already know, is going to be out for a, f- a few weeks at best. Um, so I think that going forward for the next few weeks, we're going to hopefully maybe get to enjoy the thunder and lightning of Marquis Step and Keenan Kristen. And that should be, uh, I- I'm certainly not going to be complaining about that. But at the same time, like, let's not act like it was like some huge uh, misstep or, or oversight that misstep. USC. Miss Steph. Or oversight that Keenan Kristen wasn't involved in this offense from, from day one. Like He
1: he's a true freshman. You have three running backs ahead of him. Yeah. There was no need to play him, especially yeah. when you when the whole plan was to Kyle him. Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. Which so, Yeah.
1: What I, the the thing that, that makes it difficult now is the timeline is very, very difficult because you don't know what what wins by coming back. Well, you don't, don't know when Stephen Carr is going to be healthy. You don't want, know when Marquis Step is healthy. The good thing is for USC, you get four games out of Keenan Christen. Three more, three more
2: games. I'm I don't know if USC is going to be able to get away with redshirting him now. That's
1: that's the question, and I don't yeah. think that's a good thing. No, I, I I know that. Yeah, it would be great to you know get as much as out of him as you possibly could this year. But that means taking away a year of his eligibility. Yeah. Do you really want to do that? No, you wanted to redshirt him this year. Yeah. And so now, let's just say it, it moves his timeline up. Now his November is October, right? And so he's gonna have to play against Colorado. Uh who know, he could be the featured back against Colorado. It's a short because week. Because we don't know what step is gonna All be. those guys got hurt. Who the hell's gonna practice this week? Uh, a lot of a like, lot of walk on. Short weeks are when you rest so many guys, anyways. Yeah. And now there's all those injuries. Who the hell's gonna practice? But he's going to have to play then and then are you going to get all those guys back for the big game against Oregon
2: mm, you ham- don't know i would not I don't know. bank on a hemp for and Carr. if ken Kristen is
1: really good he might force the issue to the point yeah. where you can't
2: redshirt him yeah. and then you've Which used him for six games that's that's not the worst thing in the world the 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 be- i think the best case scenario is getting Vi and car back Early enough that you can have your three with Step, Vi, and Carr for the last couple of games of the season, and then spare Keenan red redshirt. But an alternative is—it's not the worst thing in the world if Keenan Kristen is so good that you end up not redshirting him. You live with that,
1: right? But he—he's—he's got to be—he's got to be good enough to validate well, that, that decision, And And that's the thing
2: is what people need to understand now going forward is that. Like I think Marquis step the Marquis step argument I think is much stronger because I, I'm
1: just saying you don't want to Randall Randall Grimes him the, yes that, the good thing is the 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 rule the rules change the rules change so you won't yeah. exactly Randall Grimes somebody but
2: but the, but you know Keenan and Kristen I mean. is going to be a feast or famine kind of back I I, I hope people understand that like he's not always going to have. Hundred yards because he's going to be a guy that needs the hold open up and then bam he hits it. But you saw on those other carries uh, that that he had is stuff for stuff pretty quickly. And I mean, we know what USC's offensive Bryce, line looks like. Did, did you see
1: Bryce Love? Bryce Love got a lot of yards yeah. being a feast or famine back. Yeah, so. no,
2: that's perfectly fine. But yeah. that's what's exciting about the idea of having Step and Kristen in tandem. Is that Step can be the guy that just sort of is your every down guy and then. Kristen is your uh, change of pace, which I think, in terms of change of change of pace, going from Marquis Stept to Keenan Kristen, like, jeez, good luck defenses. That's tough.
1: Yeah, that's the thunder and lightning kind of thing because those guys have two very contrasting styles. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about the defense a little bit more. USC completely shutting down Arizona uh, until garbage time, and I don't know about you, Alicia, but I don't really care about garbage time. Nope. So, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, Alicia, I said that I don't really care about garbage time. I told you before we started recording. As far as I'm concerned, the stats are unfair to USC's defense. Uh, because if you look at them, Arizona averaged 5.1 yards per play in this game. Most of that, most of those, I mean, those numbers got a huge benefit by the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was garbage time. Arizona put together scoring drives of 70 and 90 yards on 10 plays. So ten combined plays on those two scoring drives. They moved the ball at well in the, in the fourth quarter against third, fourth string guys and walk ons. Yeah, that's gonna happen. That's why you score forty one points so you don't have to, you know, ha- allow Arizona back in the game. Whatever, don't care. At the same point, like I was telling, or like we had a discussion. It it, it seems to me like this game was over at twenty seven nothing. But it was a good sign for USC to get the first Keenan Kristen touchdown to really put the game out of out of reach and show that SC can still put their foot on someone's throat because like you were telling me, and you can explain this more, like SC of the the SC that we know would have just camped at twenty-seven, and then Arizona would have scored a couple touchdowns, then you walk out of this game and it's like 27-14, 27 14 you're like what the hell just happened like that was so stupid.
2: Yeah, the very USC thing to do would be to have the to have the offense just sort of like reach their limit at 27 and um when you give up the two touchdowns in garbage time, then all of a sudden they mean something because oh, well they're creeping back in, like everyone's a little nervous now. And even though USC's never really in danger like it feels like oh, things could go wrong. We've seen USC blow leads before, all this kind of stuff. I mean, just think about the Arizona game in Tucson last year. USC goes up 24 nothing. they're rolling, and then they fail to score late in that game, and Arizona creeps back, creeps back, creeps back, and then it just goes like, what the hell just happened? Um, so USC was set up for that again, but they didn't fall victim to that. Uh, the, the offense scored to put them away and that put USC's defense in position to clear the benches because the guys who were out there on on the scoring drives those guys would not have been out there if USC was not well clear in that game. Um and I put on Twitter like USC cleared the benches here and it it showed. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. And uh, you know, this is the kind of thing that we've been talking about for years. For years, the idea of, man, USC needs to win games big enough that you can clear the benches and get your backups playing experience that becomes valuable for them in the future. And that's what USC finally did here. Now, what did it look pretty? Having Jaden Williams and Adonis Ote and Britton Allen and those guys out there and Mananoa Tafono? Tafono, yeah. Was it pretty? No. But you know what? Now, the next time you have a next man up situation, you're not throwing Dorian Hewitt with no defensive snaps under his belt ever. It's not the same thing. If you need to throw uh, uh, Jaden Williams in, if you need to throw Adonisote or any of Britton Allen, any of those guys, you now say, well, they got some playing time in. They got to see the speed of the game. They got to adjust. They got to get some jitters out. And you're better off for it later. So, like, the garbage time touchdowns and and that, I think, you know, obviously you don't want to give them up. Obviously you want to complete the shutout. But I would much rather USC be up by enough that they're able to finally throw those guys in there and see what they got and get actual game experience for them. Because that's how you're ultimately going to get better. That's the thing that has been, I think, limiting USC, certainly on defense. Over the last couple of years, is I mean, how many oppor- how many opportunities in the last two years to do what USC did tonight? How How like-
1: Colorado last year? Yeah,
2: so many games.
1: Cal, <laughs> Cal, if they score before the half, the game's over. Yeah, and then then how does that game go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so many di- so many different games. USC couldn't do it. Uh, they did it tonight, which which is the the benefit or yesterday, I guess, uh, which is the benefit to them going up 34 nothing early in the fourth quarter. But I, I do feel bad because these numbers are very good through three quarters. And yet you look at through the whole game, and they're like, well, 5.1 yards allowed. Like, that's not amazing. But yet you look at the, through the first three quarters, SC was holding Arizona to 3.2 yards per play. That's exactly what you want to do. That is really damn good. Yeah. And so let's, let's talk about this defensive performance because – our friend Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com has talked very openly about the false positive from Stanford. And it proved to be true, again, every single year. And we, we, the last couple times we've talked about it, it's been on the offensive side of things. I am here to declare this was the false positive for the defense. <laughs> I know these numbers look great. 3.2 yards per play. Uh, Through the first three quarters, uh, Khalil Tate sacked six times. Khalil Tate did not look like he was able to do anything. They got a lot of unique blitzes and they were able to get to him, able to get to Grant Cannell. Uh, Grant Cannell should have been sacked like four more times and credit to him for getting the ball out. Yeah, wasn't always pretty, but he got the ball out for the Cats and, and avoided a few sacks there. But I I I don't mean to 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 not like USC's defense deserves credit here but Arizona's offense just looked horrible. And and I think a lot of this comes back to Tate. He had the 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 hamstring injury a month ago, missed the UCLA game, came back tore up Colorado through the air and then looked bad last week against Washington and looked bad again tonight. And I, I feel bad for him. You know, it would have been a good story for him to to beat SC, uh, given his you know the the angst he's had with the recruiting cycle. Uh, it would have been a good story for him to give SC another battle, like we saw in twenty seventeen. And it's been a bummer that he hasn't been able to stay healthy all this time. But he just he wasn't good tonight. He he was not good. And I feel like the 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 numbers are indicative more of that. Than anything USC did, and, and I don't mean to take anything away from what SC did. I just don't don't look at these numbers and think, oh, the defense has turned a corner. I think that's completely wrong. Well,
2: I mean, that's that's the <laughs> especially with how many guys were out. Well, like, so, but that's that's the point I want to make. One point number one, if you're looking at this as the this is the turn the corner game, you're being premature about it. Uh, on the way to the on that walk cast that we were having. Uh, Sorry, Keeley. Yeah, sorry, Keeley. We were talking about how um, in 2016, you couldn't confirm anything that you saw in the lead-up to the Washington game until you saw the Washington game, and that confirmed everything that happened before. Blowing out Oregon, blowing out Cal, beating Colorado. Those games were validated by the Washington result. You couldn't judge them on their own. This game falls into that category of, this game is what it is. You take what you, you try to learn what you can from it, but ultimately all the lessons you learn from this game will be validated or invalidated by the Oregon game or yeah. by, you know, games that come, come forward. Oregon so, looks really good, but yes. Well, so, yeah. So that's that's the prove it, sort of prove, prove you're for real kind of moment. Having said that and and acknowledging that, like, I'm not treating this as like now the defense gets it kind of moment. Having said that, what the defense pulled off to allow Khalil Tate to look as bad as he did and to allow Arizona's offense to look as bad as they did, uh, which, by the way, they looked very bad. Uh, but USC... J.
1: J. J Taylor looked great.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, to, to his credit. But USC... Brian Castile looked great. But USC forced them into that right. despite not having... From the start, they didn't have Ian Aoteote. They yeah. didn't have Christian Rector. It would
1: have been a great time for the... Not a great time. You know what I mean. It would have been an... A fitting time for USC to have their bad breakdown game yeah. in this game with 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 the well they had, they had so there. many
2: guys out there and those guys weren't liable Dorian yeah. Hewitt and Max Williams could have gotten absolutely exposed liabilities that's what I meant. Yeah, well, but any one of any one of the backups that came in could have been a liability for USC and they weren't. And I think you have to give them massive 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 credit. For sure, yeah. So like for me, that's the story of this game. The this, the story of this game isn't necessarily like was US was Arizona bad or was USC good or anything like that. What you learn from this game is you can rely on the guys that are behind the line. In fact, I think this game, now, granted, it's against an Arizona team that obviously we agree they were bad on offense. They certainly didn't give USC a ton of, of things to worry about in this game uh, because their offensive line was bad and their uh, the quarterback was rattled as a result and their playmakers weren't really out there making plays. But I think you could make the argument that the performance that you got out of Kenai Malga does he warrant more playing time? Uh, the performance that you got out of Max Williams, does he warrant more playing time? The performance that you got out of Caleb Tremblay and Hunter Eccles? To me, one thousand percent argument that they deserve more playing time.
1: And can I just say, Hunter Evel's having a having a really good game?
2: Isn't that more evidence that you can go away from the four man front if you need to? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that sometimes sometimes it's going to suit you, but sometimes it's going to hurt you. Like at Notre Dame, it hurt you at Notre Dame. Now, the good thing here is one thing I'll give the defensive coaches credit. If they saw the Notre Dame game, if they were looking at the tape from the Notre Dame game, they at least seemed to recognize that ain't going to cut it this time. We have to do something different. And this was one of the big talking points after the game was the idea that they looked at NFL film. They looked at how do NFL defenses contend with the mobile quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and those guys. And they based a lot of their defensive game plan on those kinds of things. Caleb Tremblay was talking to us about how they were doing specific kind of twists that uh, that the NFL guy that the NFL um, uh, defenses do to try and befuddle um, uh, mobile quarterbacks. And Caleb Tremblay was also talking about how you know their communication on on the defensive front was really really solid so that they avoided doing what they did against Notre Dame which was to have you know a stunt and then you open the red sea you know parting of the red sea for the for the quarterback to run through they were very disciplined in their gaps they got they won their battles on the on the uh, in the trenches and they got to the quarterback and all of those things you know there seemed to at least be a recognition one in the game plan because they changed the um, the sort of alignments they changed the lineup in terms of they they decided to go as quick as possible at all times uh, with the with the front that they had out there um, and they uh, Chad Kauhaha, the defensive line coach told us after the game that um, they took ten minutes out of the individual period and focused at one thousand percent on tackling on pursuit and tackling so like those things pay off right. And I think you can give them credit for having screwed up the way that they did against Notre Dame to adjust and fix the problems that were there, uh, at least in some way, even though it's a lot easier to do that against Arizona than against a team of Notre Dame's caliber.
1: But you can also ask the question, why did it take this long to take that strategy? You know, Uh the these problems have have not are not new, right? Uh,
2: I, no, I agree. I agree. Like, like
1: why wasn't this strategy why there didn't when they, they when figured they faced... this out
2: after Jorge Reyna did this to them? And then yeah. they could play
1: Zach Wilson. Like,
2: they they knew Zach Wilson had
1: wheels. Uh, uh, Chad Kuhar knew he had played him last
2: year. Per- perfectly valid. Perfectly valid. I right. I don't argue, but I mean, I, I mean, to, to Clancy Pendergrass credit,
1: in general, SC has taken away a lot of the number one weapons of the opponents, which has always been Clancy Pendergast's hallmark. SC has done that over and over again this year, not nearly to the extent that they did it in 2016. But uh, they they didn't let Jacob Eason beat him. They didn't let uh, Ian Book beat the, beat him with his arm. Uh, he beat them with, the, with his legs, obviously, which <laughs> was a whole <laughs> different Other side plot. Uh, but... Here, the, here it was, they didn't let Khalil Tate beat him with their legs, uh, Fresno State's running back that I don't remember, they didn't let him beat him in that game, Colby Parkinson, uh, Eliza Griffin played a hell of a game uh, guarding Colby Parkinson. Just about every week, SC has taken out uh, the number one thing from the opponent. The difference was, in 2016, they were doing a better job of stopping the number two option this year, they have not done well stopping the number two option, really until tonight. Uh, J.J. Taylor well, had his moments, but he, he wasn't a backbreaker. He never rattled off a big run. He didn't run for 150 yards like he could
2: have. So here's where I'm not I'm not uh, caping for the defensive coaches, because I think ultimately it's their job to figure this out based on what their personnel is and isn't capable of doing, but Arguably, what the difference against Arizona was was guys made went out there and made, made plays. Can I Malga force a fumble? Can I Malga got an interception? Uh, J. Tufele and pretty much everyone on the defensive line was just winning their individual battles and getting to the quarterback. Um, guys were taking down the quarterback. They were comboing to take down the quarterback. There were tons of um of of you know half sacks for for guys. So you know execution does matter like doing the job does matter so you could say that USC's failures early in the season were guys not making the plays that they needed to make which like I said doesn't absolve the coaching staff because I think that a lot of that was like do you is Christian Rector really going to make the play that you needed him to make uh chasing down Ian Book as a spy like you're you know Hunter Eccles is much more suited to that Um, but it all did come together against Arizona. So one can hope that they learn from this as well. Although.
1: What is the, what's the Oregon game going to look like? That's what I want to know.
2: Well, that's, I mean, again, I think the Oregon game, you look at it, Oregon is this year's Washington because USC, well, we're, by the way.
1: Uh, well, I, I put this on Twitter. SC needs to watch the Oregon-Washington game over and over and over again. Sear it in their brains Uh, because Oregon had allowed, what, what was it, like not more than seven points in the last six games? They
2: hadn't allowed a touchdown since Auburn scored a touchdown on them in week two.
1: Yeah, a long time. And, yeah. and then... How many points did, did Washington score? 35? 30, yeah, 30, like
2: 30, f- 33,
1: 34. So, Washington played with Oregon. SC played with Washington. SC blows out Stanford, who thoroughly contains and beats. Like, well, so here, like, my- Oregon playing a tough game with Washington and proved that Oregon isn't infallible, just like Notre Dame wasn't infallible and Washington wasn't infallible and we know SC has talent just like Oregon surely has talent. Oregon might be the only team that has more talent than USC at this point just based on how many USC targets that they just yeah ended up going there, right? But Oregon's not infallible, which I think we learned today. But SC does not beat Oregon without Hufanga and Drake Jackson.
2: Well, it's gonna they be
1: tough. they have to figure out a way and and these injuries could end up be being the 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 True story from this game because if Uvanga and Drake Jackson and Carr and Step if those are all serious injuries, where where, where do you go? Like, I I think there's benefits to, to USC to going to to a three man front uh, or a two man front if Drake Jackson's not going to be there. But like, are are those th- those are benefits that that work against a team like Arizona how is it going to work against a team like Oregon that has the best offensive line maybe in the country you know so well these I, are questions to ponder later on and like we well, said these are, like Colorado is such a, gonna be such a weird week because who's playing well you gotta who's make practicing? it practicing it's a short week that's it's a thing. short week on the road in Boulder weird things always happen there even though SC's never ever lost to Colorado but has SC ever played Colorado under these circumstances no uh, Has SC ever played Colorado and it be a game in which you thought SC gave them their best and it wasn't a problem? No, not since 2002. Every single game, every single time SC plays Colorado, it is either a dogfight or it's one of those games where it's like SC left stuff on the table. Every single time, even the 50 to 6 game. Oh, was every day that game wasn't pretty, right? But, but they won fifty to six,
2: right? But that's, but that's uh, that's, uh, what that's you nitpicking. Do. That uh, that sure.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. My, like, my
2: my point here,
1: especially the trips to Colorado. Every single one of them has it, been hairy for USC. It FC, doesn't they, even they, matter
2: they, that it's a trip to Colorado. It's a trip anywhere. It could right, be a trip down, down the a street trip, in USC. Which means it's, it's, so it's destined to fail. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, the 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 Colorado game is something seriously to worry about. But that's the thing too. Is is you know we can talk about the Oregon game being a prover game, but you still got to get through Colorado, and when it comes to Colorado, you just have to win that game. And like this is one of those rare moments where I'm looking at that game thinking like I don't think it matters how you get there. It can be the ugliest game. I will give you credit for just getting out of Dodge. Yeah, G-
1: get the win. And then buckle down the hatches because Be- the season's on a line Because control.
2: right yeah. now, if I had to make a prediction, right now, coming now, we haven't gotten the, uh, we have a very vague injury update from Clay Helton. But if right now, just based on what I saw on the sidelines and just on the field, Hafonga's done, Drake Jackson's done, Abdul Malik McLean is done, Munir McLean is done, um, which means that USC's uh, outside linebacker death is shot. USC's wide receiver depth is shot. USC's uh, safety, starting safety and starting defensive end, talisman kind of players, done. Um, Steven Carr won't play on Friday. Guarantee you that. And I think Step probably plays, but he might not be 100%. So, and just to clarify, these
1: are all your speculation. This
2: is all my speculation, but of the six, the only one that I think has a slight chance of playing... Is step and that's on top of Greg Johnson. Uh, I don't think he'll be back.
1: And in a perfect world, you'd love to not have to play step against Colorado, but you might have gonna to because have to. you're gonna have to, yeah. yeah.
2: If he can go, uh, I don't know if Rector will be back. Uh, I think you probably get Isaac Taylor Stewart and you hopefully get Eli- Elijah Griffin back, so that's a plus. But I don't think you're getting Josh Follow back yet. Um, just injury wise, you're 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 dealing with some stuff.
1: Uh, two man backfield, Keenan Christen,
2: Dominic Davis. Tell me that you don't want to see that. I do not want to see that. Come man. on, I do not want to see Come that. Come on, give me something. Your boy Dominic Davis got a penalty uh, today.
1: Hey, he's putting himself in the stat book. I game <laughs> respects game.
2: <laughs> He was not going down the sideline. He, he, hey, special teams pe- penalty is gonna special teams penalty. Hey,
1: on. SC recovered a muff punt. There you go. Hey. hey, was
2: that was that not was that not what was, was that not uh, the 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 Ben Griffiths? My God, Ben Griffiths! Oh my God! Yeah. I would like to say that that wasn't just a muffed punt, Ben Griffiths. No, no oh
1: no, no, hold on. You think? Oh, you think Ben Griffiths caused it with the knuckleball? He
2: knuckled. That's what he does. Okay. okay. I have seen UFCs. Talk return return about then. the fifty-five well, yard coffin corner at the end of the game. Oh no, that was beautiful too. But here's my point: when Ben Griffiths forces that uh, muffed punt, when Ben Griffiths puts that coffin corner down, he had another like fifty-some odd yard punt that was good. This is what we were talking about with Ben Griffiths. It's slowly but surely coming forward that he is the weapon that we think he'd be. Now, let's Tra- not-
1: Translation let, for, for all you at home, this is Alicia saying,
2: I am not fake news. I am not fake news. Let's just ignore the shank and just like put that out of our minds. Mm-hmm. But so, the other so you, things, yeah, that's what, what we're she's talking doing, about. Right? You see what she's doing. Yeah. We'll be right back. Speaking of special teams, can we talk? Chase frickin' McGrath is... You know what the best thing about Chase McGrath is? You don't have to talk about him.
1: You don't have to th- say anything about him. He, he, don't have to he, think he, about him because he, he's just going to do his He job.
2: just goes out and kicks the... Kicks I feel the bad guggles. for him because
1: he's so reliable that we that we never
2: talk about him. But th- there's no... What's there to say? He's literally just every time they put him out there, just like, oh, okay, this is happening. Yep. I don't even like think I don't
1: most st- reliable USC kicker since freshman year Andre Hadari easy easy and Hadari was like 15 to 17 that year yeah. so, so go back and check the numbers he was really good yeah
2: yeah so yeah. good on good on Chase McGrath by the way does Hadari hit a 50
1: yarder if Robert Woods gets down against, against Stanford
2: oh could you
1: imagine could oh. you imagine if Robert Woods gets down with a second left against Stanford gets, gets out of bounds quick enough and Hadari hits a game winning field goal to beat Stanford. They never go to overtime. He would have had game winning field goals against Stanford three years. three years. Yeah.
2: Three out of four years. Yeah. 50, 50 yards is a, is a lot, though. I don't know what the circumstances are. He hit a 52 and... at Stanford and then a 46. Yeah. I, 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 I would And that's freshman year, Hadari. That's the best Hadari there was. Uh, I don't think you guarantee it, but you certainly, he's got a kicker's chance, right? I'd
1: love to know what that alternate reality was. Yeah. May- who knows? Maybe it's blocked and returned the other way. You never know. But- no. But then we wouldn't have that, that overtime. Uh, that overtime was exciting, even though SC loses. Like- mm,
2: yeah. No, you take the win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, obviously.
2: Yeah. All right. Are we done here? I'm trying to think if, if there's anyone else worth uh, mentioning. Michael Pittman had his uh, typical... A uh, ridiculous catch. He, he dropped over, an easy one. Over two dudes. Uh, he he caught, dropped an he easy. Caught, he caught a great yeah. one. Right yeah, after to make up for it. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Um, markys Step is good when he's healthy. Um, could not get over Dorian Hewitt. Not even getting targeted. Like never even noticed. They this. didn't even try is to what go. You,
1: what you what you
2: want to see from a corner? Exactly. Not noticing them. Exactly. Um, Kanaimalga had a had a big game. Uh, I thought John Houston had a big game, like a really couple of sacks. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a lot to like. Is,
1: did we see more out of Kanai Mauga tonight than we have out of EA all season? Yes. What's that say about either guy? What uh, does it say more about? Arizona? Well,
2: uh, th- okay, th- that's the problem is that I can't. It's one of
1: those things you need to see another week. I of it.
2: can't guarantee that EA wouldn't have had his own right. ridiculous game against he, this he Arizona very, team. He very, very
1: surely could have. Yeah. So, but there's
2: a, there's an argument to say that someone like Kanai Alga might be just play a little bit more under control than uh, EA does, which might be ultimately beneficial to um it's to
1: the defense the of the, of the i mean it's before.
2: it's possible is it just the you know k m no, the comparison works yeah yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know okay so here's the thing this is the weird thing about usc's defense there is an argument to make and i know this is stupid but i'm gonna make it anyways
1: Uh-oh. here we go folks. there's
2: an argument to make that um that the backups being in there forced USC to play more controlled because these are guys who don't have the inherent talent that a lot of USC starters have.
1: Would you say they played more controlled tonight? Because they blitz more than ever.
2: No, play. I mean like like Kanae Mauga played under control. Um Dorian Hewitt didn't take any risks. Max Williams, Max Williams is a dude I love. Max Williams is undersized but he tackles extremely well. Right,
1: good tackler. And
2: I think that that he, he might got, be... He
1: got burned on their one touchdown. On the one, yeah. He, he, he got shook out of his track a little bit. That, but... That'll
2: help. That'll happen. But my point being is that, like, Max Williams... Ca- I don't think he's ever been able to be the guy who just goes and shoulder tackles guys and then that's his big hit. I think Max Williams had to learn how to tackle properly because he is small. And I think sometimes that works in your benefit. Sometimes not being... The supremely gifted, perfect guy means you have to adjust to things a little bit more uh uh like you have to be more on top of things occasionally. No. Is that because size doesn't necessarily matter if you want it hard enough? Exactly.
1: Uh um, which is about Max Williams, yeah. Yeah. Uh no is his stature.
2: Yeah. my my point being and this is again I fully acknowledge this is a completely flawed argument but I can't help but think that maybe maybe that helped USC in this game aside from the fact that Arizona's bad but I it's
1: I I don't know that I get understand the argument because I think that if anything the playing controlled thing would make more sense from a coaching perspective to me but sure like, like, I don't think the, I don't think those players played more con, more under control because they were given an opportunity that they hadn't had before. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand it, but I'll let you
2: make it. I don't think you understand what I mean when I say playing. Control. No,
1: I, d- I don't. Explain it to me. I, I know I'm a dummy.
2: No, I mean like Ian Aoteote will just go out there and like fly around like a chicken with a head cut off.
1: That's the Be- kind of player he is because though.
2: he can. Yeah. But that's because he's always been bigger, faster, stronger than everyone else and just just
1: goes around. Sure. So so you're you're talking about guys who are maybe less talented. Yes. And so they have to rely on their, their technical strength. Yes. That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. That makes yes. more sense to me. Yeah. So that makes more sense that to was me my than, argument, than, than how you how you phrase it.
2: Yeah, that was my argument about Max my dumb Williams. Little brain couldn't grab it. That's my argument about Kinemauga. Yeah. Uh you know, just it uh, might even be my argument about Caleb Tremblay, uh, who I really... can just can I do not want to like go on a soapbox or anything like that. I mean, but we're only like,
1: in an hour and twelve minutes, so keep going.
2: Are we really in an hour and twelve minutes? Maybe. What does it matter? Oh, okay. Either way, um, I like Christian Rector, but he has not had a good season at all, and I would rather see him sit and get one thousand percent healthy and let Caleb Tremblay be the starter there than see Christian Rector play against Colorado. Like, because Caleb Tremblay is more than fine in that role. M- like, I-, I would just, I would like to see more Caleb Tremblay. That's my take.
1: Yeah. Can SC not look ahead to Oregon?
2: Um. Well, that's what they say
1: the entire season's on the line against Oregon. They, but the how enti- do you how do you not look past Colorado? the
2: entire season's on the line against Colorado? True. You can you can more easily True. Right. Like, recover but, from Oregon. Uh, maybe maybe mentally, uh, but I think if you're the good, maybe this is the good thing about USC going to Colorado on a Friday night on a short week. You Get the extra day. No, no, in the sense that like if it's USC less time to think about it? Uh, no, it's it's more dangerous. Like it, like it, the 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 So col- it heightens the awareness of, of the danger. Of the Colorado. Yeah. Sure. Like the Colorado especially being having so many injuries and all this kind of stuff like USC cannot go into Colorado and just sort of like be um expect them to just roll over and that to be a cakewalk. Uh is that? Cakewalk? Yeah, that's right. But
1: can we just can we just definitively say right now, we didn't know before the season, we thought BYU, which I think BYU was, but definitively Colorado is the ultimate trap game on this schedule, right? Has to be. Colorado's not very good. They have not looked very good. They've had a bunch of injury concerns. Yeah, Mustafa Johnson's been hurt. He's with their best player on defense. Uh, Lavisca Schenalt is perpetually injured every single week.
2: Yeah. Stephen Montez does not look good. I... He got me two fantasy points this week. Good job, Stephen. There you go. I started Keaton Slovis over Khalil Tate. Oh, how, what? What? Did, how did that work out? Well, I won very, very well. I finally
1: won. Hey, I'm no longer zero seven. I'm Congratulations. one seven. Congratulations! I like I like to think that the the academy. I'm so
2: so happy. With well this. done.
1: All right, favorite, three favorite things from the deck, go.
2: Uh, we got Bloodso's uh, Barbecue.
1: Which is very good.
2: Excellent, excellent, excellent. I was very happy with that. Um, USC won a game in a not stupid way. Okay. Which was good. There you go. Even though the injuries sucked, but like it was... There's something really satisfying about a 41 to 14 scoreline.
1: Is it because of the numbers? I, I thought about this writing. Oh,
2: yet? fourteen is way too conventional. Forty one. What's it called when it's backwards? Uh, palindrome. Palindrome. Yeah. No. Well, either way, either way, just the margin of forty one yeah. third. The fourteen is is, is now is what good.
1: what looks better? Forty one fourteen or thirty four seven?
2: Forty one fourteen.
1: I would argue thirty four seven looks better than twenty seven nothing or forty one fourteen.
2: No, 41-14 is better because you scored You scored 41 offensive points. Okay. Michael, USC scored 41 offensive points.
1: Yeah, mind you, mind you. Uh, 13 only of those were gifted by Arizona on turnovers.
2: Only three SC of USC won the turnover battle. USC won the turnover battle for the first time in 17 games. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Long time. Uh I will only give 3 points in the gifted category though. For which one? Cuz the muff the muff
1: you you're, you're, heel you're heel going to take it to the bank that that was overly forced by by Ben Griffith.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying that like the muff the muff is the is the only thing where Arizona gave USC points. Okay. Cuz USC wasn't moving the ball at that time. They literally got the ball where it was and kicked a field goal from there. Okay, fair. So with, the other the other with, turnovers. With the I touchdown,
1: don't... they moved it a little bit, uh, and with the interception, they had moved the ball to that place anyways. Yeah, and then just got the interception right back.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Either way, either way, I I was very happy to see USC's offense it's, score forty. They still
1: points. could have got eight more points there and made it forty
2: nine. <sighs> then they could have scored fifty and made me right. Yeah, hmm. I had receipts, Michael.
1: But if candies and butts if, if were nuts an... and. If so. its
2: and butts were candies and nuts. No, if it's. Yeah, if its and butts were candies and nuts. Jake told us the the, the phrasing that he'd heard, he grew up on. If its and butts That's were candy candies and, and nuts, and... a Merry Christmas would be we'd all have or I don't, it didn't. Uh, it's Let's just wrap up this
1: carcass. It's been like Let's the longest car we've it ever is, done. It is. People it is are late. wanting it out now. Yep. And, uh, you got to get ready to, to see United crush your damn dreams. Uh,
2: you know what? USC won forty-one fourteen. So oh, you, yeah. uh, Liverpool winning it's looking like a, is, uh, like a
1: Marshall, uh, Hendrick. Yeah.
2: I, I think that the, Martial, how do you call it? Martial, how do you say Mar- Martial, yeah. Martial. Yeah. Yeah, not not looking Feeling good it. for Liverpool. Not Feeling looking it. good.
1: Glory, 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 go gl- go. Gl- whatever it is.
2: You are a Chelsea fan. You really shouldn't be like glory, glory. I am anything. a Chelsea
1: fan, and whoever's playing Liverpool, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're
2: taking a step too far.
1: You know what I don't like? Rivalries in which teams wear the same colors. That's fair. It really sucks. Like it sucks that when Liverpool plays United. That you, you can't want, wear the red. You, you can't wear your colors. Yeah. Whereas Chelsea and Liverpool is beautiful because you get to see a beautiful gold. blue kit and then that ugly red. Mm. And but they're both wearing their colors. It's a little bit better when it's Chelsea United because their
2: red's better. But it's just you're just trying to get a red. Who's,
1: who's wearing the nasty thirds tomorrow?
2: Uh, Liverpool's away. So.
1: Oh, so it's that old traffic. Yeah. Today, sorry. And. What are, what are, what are your ugly
2: thirds? Uh, Liverpool
1: always has ugly thirds. Liverpool horrendous looking thirds.
2: Liverpool's um, thirds are they are like a black, it's like a gray like metal, but it's got blue accents, which is weird. I guess it's teal, teal accents, which is weird. Not a f- this is why you, you have a real company make
1: your damn jerseys.
2: Well, allegedly we're getting Nike, so. Oh, you should, because Nike's the best. Okay. I'm just drawing this out now.
1: Now you sound really sleepy.
2: I just, I just hit the wall. I hit the wall. I, I made really a, uh, crash. Burn. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Until then, see,
0: see ya. See ya. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson,
2: you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar.
0: How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly